1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, big Twitter news today. Ryan Switzer got traded to the Steelers. Do we want to spend the whole show talking about that?
0: Steelers wire is here to give you all the <laughs> angles on the new. No, we don't. We don't. We don't care about the Ryan Switzer. Too, too, I will just say that it's you definitely want to try as a football player to average one team per season. So, uh, yes, that's
1: a good. That's a good uh, uh, ceiling. Having having
0: more than one team per season is not is not the best.
1: I would agree. Um, Coming up on today's show, we're going to review the Cowboys preseason game uh, against the Cardinals on Sunday night. Uh, If you tuned in to watch that, uh, God bless you. We appreciate you guys. We're going to reward you with Uh, a
0: great podcast today.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Instead of reviewing everything that happened in the game, going over each and every one of the Cowboys' eight turnovers, uh, I actually have some questions coming out of that game that I'm going to pose to Landon. So let's go ahead and start. Um, I want to talk about Randy Gregory and not the report from Jason Lacaforna after the game. I want to actually talk about what's going on in the field. Uh, My first question to you, Landon, is this. How much does Randy Gregory change the Cowboys' ceiling on defense?
0: You know, look, I've been talking about this for a while, and I I think that it's great that it's continued to, to trend this way and that this hasn't been tapped out yet, but... Uh, I think the ceiling for this defense is extremely high. I mean, if you, if you look at all the pieces that have seemingly seemingly been added in this offseason, if you, you know, including Gregory, including uh, the health of uh, Jalen Smith, um, you know, and then the talent levels at corner have shot up, you know, incredibly because of the move from Byron Jones to safety, to safety corner because of the improvement and health of Chidovia Awuzie. um, I think that suddenly you've got a whole bunch of really good young talented players at all three levels, and um, and I think that when you have that, uh, you know, you and you've got I think two, you know, two guys who are bona fide all pros or bona fide you know superstar talent level caliber players. I think you got three or four other guys who
1: have the potential to kind of develop into that in season. Uh, and I think at least starters, at least high quality starters like for Taco and Crawford. Is that who you're oh, talking? Oh no, about? no,
0: I'm talking about like all pro, like you know, top of the game NFL type players like Sean Lee and Demarcus Lawrence. Oh, okay, and okay. then I'm talking gotcha. about the whole bunch of young talent that's also being rotated in, and in that young talent you can you could throw in the Taco, you could throw in the Randy Gregory who could you know, I mean, we don't even know where the ce- ceiling is with that guy, and uh, you know, so these other guys that it, it's it's they're already really good but they're also young and still developing so it's kind of tough to see where their you know final resting place is talent wise so um to answer the question i you know i think you've got two young pass rushers who are clearly very good at what they do Um, eventually david irving will come back and before that collins will be back And, and meanwhile while those guys aren't in you also you have tyrone crawford in there uh, and that, that pass rush combined with uh, uh, a group of corners that, you know, the, the two main guys outside have been playing fantastic all preseason and all training camp. And then now you're starting to see Jordan Lewis start to show up and, and get into uh, the swing of things a little bit better. So now you've got a corner group that's really looking good, a defense pass rush that's looking good. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, an all-pro linebacker playing with an incredibly deep and talented young linebacker group. Um, the sky's the limit for this defense. I mean, I, it really is. Like, I think if they operate the way that they can, if they execute, they're fast. They, they know what they're doing, um, and they get to the ball in a hurry, and, and they're physical. Uh, yeah, I, it's it could be as as good as any defense in the league. Honestly, I mean, as far as potential. Now, will they actually get there? That's what's going to be interesting to see. But um, I, as far as like potential goes there's no reason to to set the potential any lower than they could be the best defense in the league if everyone kind of plays up to their true potential.
1: Sure. Um, It's amazing how much faster the Cowboys' defense is now uh, from two moves, just moving Randy Gregory to right defensive end and moving Tyron Crawford inside from end to under tackle. You saw it even last night on a play where Gregory was on the right-hand side (laughs) rushing – uh, to get to the quarterback kind of spun, went back and made a tackle on, I think it was the running back out of the backfield. It just, it's those type of plays that just make this defense feel uh, a lot faster. And I think overall, that's going to be really, you know, for the Cowboys defense to, this season. to me, it's the linebackers. I, I think, you know, I well, mean, I, t- mean, t- I think that, you're right. You're right.
0: Obviously ready right. Gregory. I mean, that's adding incredible speed to the defensive line. Um, but I think, you know, Sean Lee is still Sean Lee. Um, Jalen Smith is playing at speeds way, way beyond what we expected coming into the season. Joe Thomas is. I'm ready to say yes. it. Joe Thomas is better than Anthony Hitchens. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm fine I mean, I think if, if if anyone wants to argue with me about it, that's fine. Uh, but you can go check out the tape, and especially if, if you're talking about the position that they're going to be playing, like because Joe Thomas is is going to be a will linebacker, and he may play some Mike some, but. I think that if you consider where this team was last year uh, with Anthony Hitchens and where they are this year, not only are they as good without Anthony Hitchens, they're, I think, a lot better, you know, because I think Jalen Smith is, is a better middle linebacker than, than Anthony Hitchens was last season. And I think that Joe Thomas is way better at will linebacker than uh, Anthony Hitchens was. So I think th- I, I would that, that whole area has gotten improved. I think you're seeing Damian Wilson take a step as well. Uh, you know, and I think that all that plus they got Chris Covington, and, and it was, uh, you know, looks like he is a guy at least. I don't know if he's, you know, what his status on the team is because of all these stuff, but I think all these guys can run and hit, and I think that's really, really made the middle of your defense incredibly fast, right. you know.
1: And you didn't even mention Justin Marchaloga, yeah. who well, mentioning. last yeah. night as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, we didn't even mention the team's first-round pick, Leighton Van Der Esch, who they still have high expectations for Yeah, him. I'm not
0: giving up on it. It's just, you know, the good news is, and I, everyone can kind of wring their hands on him if they want, but I think it's good news that he's actually getting plenty of time to develop because he has the physical skill set to be special. We don't need to throw him out there right now. We, it, that's a luxury. That's, you know, that's something we well, should... Well, part of that, he's not healthy. Though. No, no, yeah, I mean, absolutely. He's still dealing with Of course, with that of course. But but I think... There also could have been a, 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 you know, we don't know how hurt he is, you know, and and so like there also could have been a level where they felt like they had to put him out there because he needs these snaps in order to, you know, yada yada yada, get ready for the season. Blah blah blah. That's right, that's right. Uh, I think that there's there's some there's value, especially in a position like linebacker, especially like Mike linebacker, to uh, being able to try to you know kind of bring him along slowly so that he can actually. You know, ingest this at a a level that is healthy and good for his overall game. And, you know, then suddenly, you know, maybe by the middle of the season, you got a monster you're ready to unleash uh, to add even more depth to an already very talented linebacker group.
1: I just hope that he can be their fourth linebacker for most of the year. Um, You know, let him play special teams, get him in a couple snaps every game, but don't force him on the field if he's not ready. And I think that seems like that's going to be the plan, especially now that Joe Thomas has played so well in the preseason. I want to talk about Chidobi wouzier because he looked like a star in the making. But before we do that, I want to pause so I can tell you guys about my bookie. Uh, since Landon and I have started this podcast, people are always asking for our advice. For Landon, they're always asking his fantasy advice, <laughs> uh, but he always shuts it down one way or the other. Uh, for me, it's who to bet on. The truth is, I don't always know who's going to win, but I like to make it seem like I know. Uh <laughs> But the best part about betting is where you bet at. Um, so you guys make, make your way to my bookie. Trust me, they are the best in the business. Uh, they have great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting. The most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over/under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. If you sign up for my bookie, they'll send you this awesome little cheat sheet. I just got mine in the mail the other day. Uh, it has every single game, has the over/unders on everyone, so you can follow along at home. Uh, college football, NFL, basketball—just absolutely fantastic. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code Locked to activate the offer visit my bookie online today. That's mybookie, And don't forget to use the promo code lockdown. When you're creating your account to claim the bonus, you play, you win, you get paid.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, let's talk about Chidobe Um, Last night, I saw a player who I think can be not just a Pro Bowl caliber player, but an all-pro type of defender and what do you think the ceiling is on Chedobywouzier
0: yeah I mean again I think you know when you talk about guys who are young and, and they have the the kind of requisite athleticism and they and they clearly have a, a drive I mean those are the guys that have everything it takes to be the, the very best in the league and I, I think um, you know Chadobi has has shown uh, a knack for just being just making plays in the ball. He doesn't give up uncontested catches. Like it just seems like he consistently, um, you know, he consistently is arriving at the same time as the ball. He's sticky. He doesn't let guys get away from him. Um, and he's and beyond that. Like it's, he's not just in coverage, but in the, in the run game, he's physical. He makes plays, yeah, he makes tackles it. on the outside, which is huge. Uh, you know, I think, his game to me like sort of reminds me early on of, uh, of Rondé Barber a little bit where he has that kind of mix of, uh, of, of physical presence outside, uh, can stick with guys. Um, uh, he, he's a little, he's bigger than Barber, I think. But, um, and I don't know that he's, you know, I think he's more of an outside guy, but, uh, I think Barber can play everywhere, but, um, I think that I think you know you, you talk about the kind of guy that can do you know another guy that was sort of like it, uh, Antoine Winfield. Was, was that the name of the guy from
1: uh, played for the yeah. Vikings? For a while? Of, those are both smaller guys. Yeah. Like, a good no, no, size. No, I, and I
0: and I think it's more just their game. You know, it's like it's their ability to play uh, both the, the, the pass and the uh, and the run extremely well. Uh, I, I think that both I think both of those. Uh, both of those guys, you know, kind of have, a, have great balance in their game. And I think that's where Tadobio Wuzier is as well as he's, he's, he's arriving at the ball. He makes plays. Um, you know, the issue, it wasn't really an issue, but the thing that probably didn't get him drafted higher, uh, at Colorado was, uh, you know, he got his hands on a lot of balls, but he didn't, he didn't have a lot of picks. And, um, you know, I, I think I was even listening to, uh, uh, Babe Laufenberg, during the game, was doing the radio announcement. His son uh, actually went to the University of Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so he actually watched yep. a ton of Colorado Buffalo games. And he said that, you know, it, that Shinobi, senior year, probably should have had like something like 15 sacks. I mean, 15 uh, interceptions because he got his hands on so many balls, but he couldn't drop it. I mean, he couldn't catch it. So... Uh, You know, I think that clearly, and and you and I have had discussions in the past about how there is clearly a correlation between defensive backs who get their hands on the ball in college and the guys that get their hands on the ball in the pros, whether that be interceptions or pass deflections. You know, there's there's a correlation correlation there, you know. Uh, So uh, I I guess this shouldn't be a surprise to us. I mean, the guy basically missed huge portions of his rookie seasons due due to a variety of kind of cascading lower body injuries and then was still able to go out there and and really really be very impressive on very little training camp and very little practice time so uh i think the sky's the limit with the kid absolutely uh i don't necessarily view him or byron as you know like 1a or 1b like i think they are very similarly talented uh, yeah. and i think that is extremely good news for the cowboys uh, especially when you you know like i said it's because they're tied together when when you have good outside corners with talent and then you combine that with good pass rush like that's really something special i mean because those guys y- these guys don't have to cover the whole you know for long periods of time they can handle short times they can stick with guys for the short time that you know that you have until our pass rush arrives. Uh, but I think that there is a potential for something really special happening there.
1: I'll give you my really quick comp on him. And I know when I say this name, people are going to think I'm crazy. But when you look at his production in college in terms of past deflections and tackles for a loss, you look at his athleticism and his size... He reminds me a lot of a young Charles Woodson. I mean, there's nothing he can't do. Now, he's not as explosive with the ball in his hands, obviously, as Woodson, who played a little bit of offense for Michigan. But that type of guy that can play safety, that can play corner, that's not afraid to come up and make plays in the running game, who can take the ball away... I think he can be that type of cornerback in the NFL. That's interesting. I like that
0: because he does play with the level of kind of savvy that uh, Woodson played with. Yeah, I agree. He's probably probably not the same athlete, but very few people well, are necessarily.
1: Well, I mean, again, it's not like Chido B is No, a absolutely you not. Look at, no, yeah. You look at Three Sigma three sigma athlete, he's a 99th percentile athlete. So this is – it's just he's not I, – I wouldn't say he's
0: – When I said same uh, ass type of athlete, I don't mean like lesser than athlete i mean he's just a slightly different type of athlete he's still incredibly 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 athletic
1: he's just not the type of player that you're gonna want to to play offense yeah you know like an adori jackson or charles woodson or some you you guys know what we've been talking about all right let's go ahead and move on uh i want to talk a little bit about the offense because the offense struggled um and let's go ahead and start with the quarterbacks because I think that's the, a big issue today. Let's preface that, though, Do, I mean,
0: because we all expected the offense to
1: struggle. Absolutely. There, there, I think most people thought if the Cowboys could score a touchdown in the game, it would be a big win. Uh, again, without three of their top offensive linemen, their quarterback, their running back, even the receivers didn't play much, we expected all this. But my question for you is this, Landon. Do the Cowboys have a backup quarterback problem after watching three games of the preseason so far?
0: I I don't think so. I mean I I know that, that Cooper Rush especially last last night did not light the world on fire. Again, I mean, if Cooper Rush has to go into a situation in a game like he went into last night, I, I mean, I don't know that uh, I don't know that anybody any backup quarterback is going into what they had last night That's and win. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Fair. Like if, if you know because I mean, think about the kind of scenario <laughs> in a regular season that that would have to happen in order Cooper Rush to get into a game with that same personnel against the number one defense. Like you'd have to lose okay, you have to lose Zeke, your your you have to use your left tackle, your your center, your right guard, you know I mean and also your starting quarterback. You know, so I, I just I right. think that it's tough. And there's a lot of recency bias that goes in in the preseason evaluation. You know, I, I, every time that there's a play that happens in the game, it's like suddenly the entire entirety of that player's stock is like hinging on, oh, did it. <laughs> got a holding call. I guess he's cut. Uh, you know, and so like I, I think that there's a lot of that. Cooper, I mean, for the first time in that game, we saw Cooper make. Poured, very poor decisions, which we really have not seen very much from him. Um, I still think that, uh, you know, considering we have a young quarterback, he's we're still developing our backup. Um, I'm not planning <laughs> on, on losing my quarterback for any period of time. I know that that's something that sounds like <laughs> someone who's setting themselves up to fail, but at the same time, like, you know when you have a young, strong quarterback and a good offensive line, you have to go cheap somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think backup off quarterback is probably the place to do it because I think that, again, it's a run-based offense, so you can lean heavily into the run game if you need to. I would rather have a guy who's more comfortable with the offense who knows what they're doing uh, than trying to bring somebody in and get them comfortable with it and, and dealing with all that. And, I, you know, again, I would also rather just – if we're going to do this, I would rather keep Mike White because after what we saw – look, I've been talking about Mike White needing to show us something. Mike White showed us something last time. He, he did have a, a, a fumble and, and he still, you know, is spending too much time processing things in the pocket. But he stepped up right. and, and was able to let it fly a couple different times. I think he was 10 for 10 at one point. Um, so I think that, you know – if he can go into this next game Thursday and show us a little bit more, I'm back to being convinced, I think, that we should keep three quarterbacks because I think that is a better – keeping two young quarterbacks, I think, is a better solution, especially when they're both young and can both still develop, is a better solution than going out and getting a vet quarterback who we know can't play quarterback.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 I guess for me, I, I, I still don't think – as. Mike white looked fine. I still don't think that like performance last night is going to make a team in the NFL no. jump out and say, Hey, we have to claim Mike white. We need to have him on our roster. No, no, no. So, no. Uh, yeah, I think he
0: still needs to show us more, but, I, but but my point is that he showed us something, which he had shown us nothing until up until then. So uh, I think the fact that, you know, again, now that he's shown us something, it's unlocked the idea that he's, he is a fourth round pick, Um, so, or, a, uh, a fifth round fifth pick, round Sorry. Pick. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think that he uh, it, it unlocks it, kind of re unlocks that that potential, you know, that that idea. Okay, he was a draft pick. If he could, sh- if he isn't just a total buzz, if he actually is developable, developable, uh, then it, I, he probably will, you know, end up either being on the roster or we're gonna sweat it out for a. a uh, you know, pay, practice squad. It's fine. I think it's all going to matter on what happens on Thursday.
1: All right, let's go ahead and move on to the offensive line. Uh, Joe Looney to the start last night, uh, him, Connor Williams, and Lyle Collins both played well into the second quarter last night. Um, I actually thought Looney played pretty well. Uh, played 30 total snaps. Uh, didn't allow a pressure on 19 pass blocking snaps. Can Joe Looney produce at an adequate level for the Cowboys? If they need him uh, for the first, you know, foreseeable weeks of the season, if Travis Frederick happens to miss a couple games,
0: I, I you know, I think the issue if, if we're trying to put a shape on what the problems are going to be or the differences are going to be, let's say, between um, you know Frederick and 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 the step down to Looney, to me, I think where you're going to miss Frederick is that consistency you know i think that you know every snap frederick is uh doing doing the correct job first of all and then uh you know playing at a level that is you know all pro worthy
1: uh, and making the line
0: calls too. i yeah, can't forget that though that's important. I, I think you know look the line call portion of it i think is mitigated a lot by zach martin is there you know, what I'm saying like that, having the guard there can absolutely help with with that stuff. Really, it's about communication. Now, I mean, obviously, that all had started with with Frederick, of course. Uh, but I think that there's enough, ex- obviously, experience and talent and brains on that offensive line to continue to get the job done. I, I think again, where you're going to uh, miss uh, Frederick is his consistent high level play. I think that we're going to see uh, uh, the answer to the question. I feel like this is a really roundabout way. I, I think Looney is the very best backup on this offensive line. Um, I, would agree. I, I think that he is also capable of starting multiple games uh, and performing at a, at a high level at a better than NFL starter average level, which I think is incredibly impressive for a backup offensive line. Um, better than average offensive lineman is not still not anywhere close to where Travis Frederick is, you know? Um, I I think, and I think again, where that shows in is that snap after snap, after snap, after snap, you're getting an all pro level from Frederick. You may, now you're going to get that, you know, a a pro bowl level, hopefully, you know, snap here and there. And then, you know, starter level snap most of the time, and then every once in a while, you're going to get a replacement level snap, you know, where he messes up or he loses a block, uh, you know. So I, I just think it's the consistency. It, it, I, I don't know that you know that it's dominance that that you're missing from Frederick. It's that he, you know, exactly what you're getting from him, and that it's at a very high level all the time.
1: All right, I want to talk about the Cowboys running backs after Ezekiel Elliott and Rod Smith. But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about FanDuel. The wait is nearly over. Football is almost here, and that means fantasy football season. And FanDuel has never been more fun or easy to play. If you're not a fantasy expert like actually huh. Lannon is a fantasy expert, but he just doesn't want to let you guys know, uh, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe us? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 survivor contest. This is the biggest free survivor contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. You guys are familiar with these survivor pools. I'm sure you guys do them at your office or with your family. You know how they work. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance to sign up now. To get into that free $250,000 Survivor Contest, just go to Fanduel.com slash Locked On. That's Fanduel.com slash Locked On. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on Fanduel. Come play with me at Fanduel.com slash Locked On. I will be picking the Steelers in week one to beat the Browns. You are welcome. All right, let's go ahead and talk about Bo Scarborough. Uh, I thought he looked okay (coughs) last night. Um, but I thought Darius Jackson looked a whole lot better. Is it too soon for me to admit that I was wrong about Bo Scarborough? Uh,
0: you know, I, you don't need to yet, but I'm going to be expecting a written apology. some at some point, uh, no, I mean, look,
1: I, Darius Jackson's just good. That's
0: I cannot believe that uh, this argument for me has come full circle. Now that I'm arguing for Darius Jackson on the team, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so uh, great. such irony. Um, I, I look. Here's here's how I really feel. Is I, I feel like Darius Jackson is, uh, right now, ahead of Carborough. I just think that you know when when you ultimately you talk about the job of running the football, to me Darius Jackson is better. And and I think catching the football, being a running back, I think right now, Darius Jackson at least fits the fits what we're doing a little bit better. I would say. Um, now I don't really know what, where the special teams race is. I kind of have to assume that Darius Jackson is probably a better special teams player too. Uh, but I shouldn't necessarily. They
1: assume both I... do. They both do things that are different. Uh, both can do a little bit of everything, but I think Darius is probably better suited to be on coverage units. So, I,
0: I, I keeping all that in mind, though, I'm still not
1: convinced that we need a
0: third running back on this team.
1: I would agree. I think you know, especially if you're, especially if you're keeping. Ola yeah, Wally. I mean, I think now if, if you're not keeping. Oh, you're Ola keeping
0: Wally. Ola is Wally. Ola a lock then, on this team, as far as i know okay. I mean, at least maybe I should rephrase that. Fullback is a lock on this team. I kind of think okay. it's a, Ola Wally is a lock on the team because I, I, I mean, despite what people may say, I love what his versatility can provide the play callers of this offense. Uh, because I think he can do a whole lot of different things from a running back, fullback position, including giving you the opportunity to be a personal protector of the pass game, so that you can try to get Zeke out uh, on the field and still have some six-man protections. He,
1: you know, he's just not my favorite lead Blocker. Like he's just not something I, somebody I want in the game necessarily with Ezekiel Elliott, which then presents some problems. Well, but but again. Even with
0: Zeke and lead blocking, like, what are we talking about with lead blocking? Because how many times have we actually seen him go into the hole and try to dig somebody out? Because, I I mean, we've seen him, like, on – as an F-back and then, you know, kind of doing arc blocks or, you know, shield blocking like the tight ends are, basically. You know, I I think, you know, on the perimeter, uh, you know, sealing guys off, getting the second level and, you know, arc blocking a linebacker to to stop from flow – um, you know, I think he can do all those fine, things fine. And then on top of that, I think he's really valuable as a, as a receiving weapon you know, because of the type of player that you're going to traditionally put on a fullback. You know, and, and so I think that level of versatility in, you know, in, you know, per snap is very valuable because you can put him on the field and the defense still has to account for both aspects of the game with him on the field. Um, anyways, long story short, with him on the team, I, I do think, you know, and plus t- Tavon Austin, I think, you know, you can get through whatever game you need if one of your running backs or God forbid both of your running backs get hurt uh, and then deal with it by signing a, a back off the street. If you can't sign a running back off the street.
1: Or off your practice Yeah, squad, I mean. Which both these guys have practice Yeah, squad. so, like, I, th- I just
0: feel like it's – there's, there's, there's going to be a lot of, there's, there's, there's that level of running back is available. You know, the guy that can come in and be a second running back, a, a pretty, you know, regularly in the NFL. So, uh, there's, there's, there's not a reason not to necessarily take advantage of that depth and, and, and uh, maybe go short at running back if you don't think you have an exceptional talent there because you may have talent at other spots where you want to keep it, like tight end or, or quarterback.
1: I just, I don't know. I think I'd definitely rather have Ola Wally over one of these tight ends. I mean, I would, I'm. I, I haven't seen enough from Dalton Schultz to make me feel like I have to have him on the roster, but that's that's a different conversation. But, but I
0: stuff. mean, that's the thing, too, is that, you know, honestly, you could look at it that way, like, you know, the fullback is taking away from the tight end, but you could also look at it this way where, because I have a guy like Ola Wally who can do some move tight end stuff as well, I can now I can keep a... I can keep a guy like Rico gathers as a you know specialty type receiver you know goal line tight end because I can replace I, I can replace the production that I would have from a normal uh, uh, t- four sided four with 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 what my fullback can do on extra you know what I'm saying like th- that sure, that versatility that. and other positions can kind of help compensate for the lack of versatility of a specific player tight in and, and you know you can say the same thing about a guy like noah brown too you know if you wanted to keep noah brown mm-hmm. he can mitigate a lot of the kind of move tight end stuff that you would normally do uh with with your fourth tight end with your down roster tight uh, end and that actually helps you allow to keep a you know receiving specialist tight end so uh, it really is just how you want to look at those spots
1: all right, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Lynn at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.